This is episode four of The Source, looking back at some of the weird and wacky stories that may not have made headlines during the week. Ahead this episode, the monkeys who stole coronavirus blood samples in China. The crazy kids in Bolivia who'll do anything for superpowers. And the hairstyle online search that increased to 134% during lockdown. Wow. Episode four, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. The weird and wacky week that was. This is The Source with Cindy and Daz, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. Bay Peanut Butter launched a couple of new flavours. Very, very exciting. Now, if you're not worried about your waistline too much, which <laughs> probably most of us are during this coronavirus <laughs> lockdown, they had a couple of limited edition peanut butters that were uh, delivered out through the week. Now, you had a couple of options to choose from. One was layers of salted caramel <gasps> crunchy peanut butter topped with vegan honeycomb, if you don't mind, thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> or you could choose mouth-watering, super tangy, sweet chilli and lime peanut butter. Ooh. Pick your poison, sweet oh. and sour at its best. Mm. So for more information on uh, these new flavours of peanut butter, jump on to byronbaypeanutbutter.com.au. Now I'm hungry. Hey, speaking of hungry. Uh, Always, yep. Doesn't have any relevance to monkeys, just thought I'd lean in with that. A troop of monkeys in India attacked a medical official and snatched away blood samples of patients who had tested Positive for coronavirus. Crafty things, those monkeys. Monkeys. Just waltz on in, as you do. They're clever. Hey, we're here in the lab. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. You've seen that movie. (laughs) The attack occurred when a laboratory technician was walking in the campus of the state-run medical college. So just walking around and in comes Bubbles. Isn't that Michael Jackson's monkey's uh, name, well, Bubbles? Yeah, the family Bubbles are still alive. Aren't <laughs> I don't know. Authorities said that they weren't clear if the monkeys had spilled the blood samples, but people living near the leafy campus feared further spread of the virus, as you would be worried about, mm-hmm. if the monkeys carried the samples into residential areas. Now I've got visions of them wearing, like, I don't know, like hospitality stuff and carrying around their samples <laughs> on, a, on a tray. Maybe they're wearing masks, gloves. Good question. Staff said it wasn't clear if the monkeys could contract the coronavirus if they came into contact with infected blood because no evidence has been found that they can get the infection. Okay. India, just for your information, I'll throw some stats at you, has had 165,799 cases of the coronavirus and sadly 4,706 deaths. Monkeys have been increasingly straying into human settlements in India and causing disturbances and even attacking people. Why are they so mean? Environmentalists say that the destruction of natural habitat is the main reason that the animals move into urban areas in search of food and coronavirus blood. I'd like to know (laughs) how many monkeys have actually contracted the disease, like they talk about the humans, but maybe the monkeys know something that we don't. Well, maybe, no, because they're saying that they don't know if they can get it. Yeah, but st- why are they stealing it? I don't know. They know something. It looked fun. <laughs> I just, I still got like all these images of these little monkeys just like in a line walking down the road with their trays of coronavirus blood. They would have been up in their trees strategizing. <laughs> they would have just gone in left and right. They would have had a strategy. All right, Bubbles, you go that way, I'll go this way. <laughs> 
Uh, it's amazing. We love finding some of these weird and wacky stories through the week. Like this one, a bizarre story out of Bolivia. Mm. I love the Bolivians. Do you? Always give plenty of material. Okay. A trio of children required hospitalisation after they let a black widow spider bite mm. them in an attempt to acquire superpowers. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, it seems like a good idea at the time. <laughs> okay. The strange incident reportedly occurred in the town of Chayanta. Tasked with grazing goats on their property, the three kids stumbled upon a poisonous arachnid, mm. that'd be a spider for Good. the people who weren't educated. Thank you. Which uh, led to a conversation about the iconic original story of the famed comic book character Spider-Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you remember mm-hmm. from uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker was bitten by a spider and that's how he got his powers. Gotcha. You're looking at me a little blankly over uh, there. I'm not a comic book fan. I'm not a comic book fan. I'm not a movie fan. And therefore, although I will say I did have a son, I still have a son, go figure. Um, <laughs> that's positive. But uh, isn't it great? Um, but he used to, he wore a Spider-Man suit, I think, for four, the first four years mm. of his life. He just walked around in it all the time. He was Peter Parker. It's dangerous, even something as simple mm-hmm. as a comic book. Yep. That kids are thinking, mm-hmm. I want those powers. Mm-hmm. Because he had fantastic powers, Spider-Man. Still oh. always a favourite. Yeah. So the youngsters decided to put the story to the test, as you would if you're a young kid in Bolivia. Was he the one that invented zip lining, or wasn't that happened before? I don't think that was him, though. <laughs> Worth pondering. Taking turns, they aggravated the uh, creature just enough so that it struck each of them once, (gasps) uh, as one might expect. The youngsters were not transformed into crime-fighting superheroes and instead found themselves becoming incredibly sick from the spider's (gasps) powerful poison. (laughs) Suffering from various (laughs) symptoms, including a fever, muscle pains and tremors, the children were eventually brought to a nearby hospital where they were treated for the spider bites and ultimately recovered about a week later, which is always a good side of the story. Gosh. The harrowing, harrowing ordeal was revealed by the Bolivian Ministry of Health mm. at the end of a recent press conference about the country's battle with the coronavirus. Uh, the department explained that it should serve as a cautionary tale for parents with young children who may believe what they see in the movies is real. So don't give your kids comic books. Well, read the comic books, just don't put it into, put it into practice. I loved uh, The Incredible Hulk. Mm. Incredible Hulk's a big dude. Yeah. And I just thought I'd just do what he did. Or paint yourself green. No, no, just get big. Okay. <laughs> like most people, most people have done through the coronavirus lockdown. Oh, my God. Would it be really rude for me to say you, you, your arms don't look as muscly as his right now? Well, maybe a little bit. I won't take too much offence to that. Uh, so just take care if you're a young child in Bolivia and you're just uh, tasked with grazing the goats in the farm's property. Ouch. Just don't go teasing the spiders. You know, they don't like that sort of stuff. I mean, they don't. We got more coming up. The source, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. Stick around. Hi, this is Jimmy Barnes for Rad, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drink driving. When I'm on tour, I love seeing fans having a great time at the gig. And because I sometimes play pubs and clubs, that great time usually involves a lot of drinks. What I hate to see is one of my fans try to drive home after they've been drinking. So before you go to a gig, plan ahead. Share a taxi or arrange a designated driver who won't drink. You'll make the road a lot safer for all of us. This is The Source with Cindy and Daz. The world 
Geordie's certainly given us a whole heap of weird and wacky stories. Mm. No shortage of entertainment. No, that's for sure. You've just got to dig a little deeper. All right. We'll how, find it. How far did you dig? I dug fairly deep okay. to Romania. I've been to Bolivia. Oh, wow. I'm going to Romania. And I went to India. Well, there you go. See, okay. you're very global. Very. You know, source. All about geography. Soon after a two-month, you're all over geography. Oh, just that and space and, uh, yeah. And who's the space organisation? No, I've it's never, NASA. ever said that. <laughs> You're an idiot. (laughs) Soon after a (laughs) two-month lockdown to prevent the spread of the uh, new virus eased in Romania in mid-May, Gregora Lupp, a Romanian shoemaker from the Transylvanian city of Cluj. Mm. I noticed that you didn't want to read this one when you found this one. (laughs) Cluj. Apologies to anybody in Romania if I've mispronounced the Mm. city of Cluj. Noticed Mm. people were not respecting the rules of social distancing. He was a little bit disappointed by that. Common theme. So he came up with the idea of long-nosed leather shoes to help people Keep apart. <laughs> kind of smart. <laughs> he came up with a European size shoe of 75. Oh! <laughs> 75. Oh now, God. he has been making leather shoes for 39 years. Why do I have a vision now of Pinocchio's nose on people's feet? That's pretty much what they look like. Okay. They look like oversized flippers. Yeah, right. Hilarious. Okay. So, for 39 years, he's been doing these shoes, right? Mm. He went to the market to buy some seedlings for his garden, as you do. Of course. If you're a Romanian shoemaker. Of course. Off to the market, get some seedlings. Yeah, plant them in those shoes. There's enough room. Correct. <laughs> there weren't many people there that were practising social distancing. They were getting closer and closer. He was getting right. a little annoyed. Okay. I don't know what they say in Romania when you get a little annoyed. I don't do a Romanian accent. Oh, okay, good. I was going to ask. He said, if two people wearing my shoes were facing each other, there would be almost one and a half metres between them. Wow. Wouldn't be able to walk. If two people were wearing his shoes. Yeah, so you're going to be toe to toe. So he thinks everyone's going to buy a pair. You need two 75ers, two size 75ers, just stand toe to toe in a battle. (laughs) While he also sells ready-made shoes, Lop's shop, which he opened in 2001, relies heavily on custom orders from theatres and opera houses across the country, as well as traditional folk dance ensembles. Oh. Love myself a good ensemble. Do you? When was the last time you went to a folk dance ensemble? Um, next question. Okay. <laughs> Lup, who said he adapted the long footwear from a model he made for actors and that he had so far received five orders for <laughs> social distancing shoes. How many? Five orders. Say that again. What? Five. Five Not orders. 500 or 5,000. Five, five orders. Or Might have only started last week. 500,000. Well, he's only started five. last week. Mm. Five orders for social distancing shoes. Hashtag social distancing shoes. <laughs> now, it takes him two days to make a pair, which requires oh. almost one square metre of leather. Right. I love Romania too because they're talking in the metric system. Yeah, okay. So we kind of get that now. Yep, yep, yep. How many foot, how many inches, who cares? Yeah. So we've got one square metre of leather. Okay. They cost 500 lei, or which is $115 a pair. Is it really? It's not too bad for size 75 Social distancing shoes. Leather at that. Correct. Well done to Grigora Lup, mm. Romanian shoemaker from Transylvania. I well done. I think they would be a little bit ugly. <laughs> they are. I should show the pictures if we had a yeah. social media presence, which we have another source. We can't afford that. It's only episode four. Stand by. We, anything could happen. You know what else happened this week? Mm-hmm. A relative of Elvis Presley mm-hmm. thinks that he saw the ghost of the legendary musician. Of course he did. Yeah. Yep, one, yep. one Saturday night after a few drinks. Well, maybe? it was last month at the home right. of Billy Smith, who is Elvis's second cousin because, yep. you know, let's all just cha-ching, cha-ching, try and cash in right. on a bit of Elvis. Aren't they all cousins over there? Apparently. Yeah. Something like that. So we talked about it on his YouTube show. It's called The Memphis Mafia Kid. Okay, oh, yeah, wow. Memphis Mafia. Yeah, good on you. Uh, and he was talking about, like, what would Elvis have done 
if he was alive in coronavirus times. Like, okay. would he have quarantined, blah, blah, blah. So he's talking about this on his Memphis Mafia Kid podcast. I wouldn't think he'd be doing too much, Elvis. He'd be getting on now. He would be. I don't know how old he is. He'd be late like 70s or 80 or something now, yeah. so he wouldn't be doing too much. He might not have been. Let me check that. Yeah, right. That'd be good. After he'd finished his podcast, well, that he was saying that Elvis probably would have been sheltered at Graceland with friends and family, reaching out to the president in an effort to see what he could do. Who is this guy, Billy Smith? Thinks he knows what Elvis... His cousin. Would be, uh, second cousin, cousin. Second cousin, Billy. Second cousin. So anyway, he's, he's talking about Elvis, saying that Elvis would have uh, been sitting on his couch. He would have been just kicking back. He would have been helping the president. Yeah, good on you, Billy, whatever your uh, name is. Just getting back to you with some uh, stats mm. there. 85, he would well, have been... If he'd 85, still be he would have turned 85 in January, on, on January 8th. He still would have been hot at 85. Well, probably. Because he, he was a look at that guy, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Just ask Billy, because after his podcast, he says that he was sitting down and a strange thing happened to him. He said, I was sitting right here in this spot, referencing to his couch. And then he said, uh, all of a sudden, it was like a hand touched me on the shoulder. He said, I jumped off the couch. I thought it was freezing. He said he had goosebumps all over him. Every single hair on his body was standing out straight. He said, it really freaked me out. Did he turn to his wife and say, hey, sis, did you just feel that? Well, I don't know if anyone else was there. Good question. But then he says, well, if it wasn't Elvis, it might have been his grandmother. (laughs) His mother? His grandmother, Billy Smith's grandmother. Well, either way, it's freaky. Oh, my God. He says, I can't say that it was really anything, but to me it was almost like he was there. It's all that uh, all comes back to what you believe. I think so too. second cousin, Billy, from the Memphis Mafia, Mm. thinks that Elvis paid him a visit. Yeah. Well, then I think that's wonderful. Do you think he just wants people to listen to his podcast? I think so. Yeah. I wouldn't maybe. mind giving it a listen, actually. Okay. Why don't you listen to ours? Give it a... Well, we could ask him to. That's improbable. Tell him that we've... Improbable. Tag him. No, I don't, because I've just taken the piss out of him, really, haven't I? <laughs> <You> have. <laughs> he said that it made him feel better to have that experience as well. Love it. Love it. Stick around. We've got more coming up. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Did you know Australians have recycled over 30 million printer cartridges through Cartridges for Planet Art? That adds up to 13,000 tonnes of valuable resources that people like you have saved from landfill. Help us keep up the good work. Drop your used original cartridges into the special boxes of participating retail outlets or get a box for your workplace. Find out more at cartridges.planetarc.org. The Source with Cindy and Daz, all the weird and wacky stuff you might have missed this week. Check out the socials of our partners, Byron Bay Peanut Butter, for their new flavours launched this week. Oh, yum. Thank you. Hey, all across the world, people have been trying to figure out what's going on, what they're going to do with their hair in, in yes. quarantine. Well, what they I know. Want. Yeah. We don't I want, know. We don't want to talk about your haircut. Hashtag ISO. Uh, haircut. Still recovering from that, by the way. Well, your hair keeps growing well, mm. as this time, you know, when the hairdressers and Unevenly. were in lockdown. <laughs> you asked me to do it, so I <laughs> you did didn't it. You have to do it. I did it. <laughs> oh, my God, it was so bad. So people, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do with their hair. Mm. While everyone was in lockdown, many took to shaving it off or almost mm. shaving it off unevenly, uh, <laughs> if you're you. Yeah. Uh, some people really were still going through that Tiger King phase, yep. which was really hilarious and, and trying to do that. Which is why the mullet is back. Mullet's making a comeback. (laughs) All hail Billy Ray Cyrus. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know what? Billy Ray Cyrus is remembered as the mullet guy, but yeah. you know it started well before Billy Ray. I um I remember people saying business at the front, party at the back. Yep. That's what they used to say. <laughs> That's right. It's back with a vengeance, the <laughs> mullet. I think it's great. Awesome. If you're not kind of hanging out with me because I don't want to hang out okay. with people with a mullet, but I still think it looks amazing. Google searches for how to cut a mullet have jumped by 124% over the past weeks. Wow. 124%. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be on everyone's mind in lockdown. People were panicking because they didn't know how to, what to do with their hair. Maybe just put a hat on. That's why caps were invented. I think so. Cover the desert that appears at the front of your scone. The research also found searches for how to cut men's hair, which leapt by 632%. Now, I was one of those people. I was going to say, you would have been one of those that contributed to that stat. I was one of those that looked up how to cut men's hair, but I didn't look up how to cut a mullet. Uni lad spoke to Madison, a 24-year-old hairdresser from Essex, who gave plenty of advice to budding barbers during quarantine. Mm. She says, with all due respect, I just added that bit in, with all due respect, I'm sure she said this, uh, most of the dodgy haircuts I've seen so far have been on men. I think women at the moment are being much more sensible and leaving theirs alone. (laughs) What would you do? If you were in desperate need for a haircut, and I I I needed one, so Mm. I, I was quite happy to be... Your little tool of trade there and mm. just ran the clippers over the top, didn't worry me because I knew it will come back. But mm. what, what did women do? Because you're so far more precious yep. with your hair than what guys really are, knowing that, you know, whatever. We'll so just come back. there is a super-duper spray that you can just buy at your uh, at your local supermarket. Right. Match it to your colour's hair, like your, your hair colour, I suppose, and, and get as, as close as you can. And you can spray it on the top which is really, really cool, and mm. so your regrowth isn't as bad. So I did that until my hairdresser reopened, and then I got an appointment straight away. I went, hello, come and fix me up. So, Which reminds me that I need to probably get on the phone and make an mm. appointment. Mm, probably. Because it is. Uh, I'm finding the unevenness people, in spots that I didn't think would ever be uneven. I'm finding uneasiness looking at you, <laughs> just saying. I haven't got my cap on today. <laughs> Well done to all the salons all opening mm-hmm. back up again. Good on them. Yeah. Good on to us getting to back to some level of normality. Yeah, good on you. Now, do you remember the days up. when we were able to book a flight and hop on a plane and uh, go somewhere? The yes, good old days. Yes, yes. Flying off to Italy sounds romantic, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Now, you're always told to check your flight before you get on, uh, get your passport, get to the airport. Yep. Check if there's any delays or cancellations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to do that rather than making the trip all the way to the airport or leaving your passports don't behind in a hotel in a safe. Do that. We left them in a safe place. I don't want <laughs> you to revisit that stupidity. <laughs> well, apparently, maybe we just do that for one other podcast. We'll find another story about people who have left their passports in oh, the hotels in I New York. could write that story. You could. Well, apparently, <laughs> one German airline forgot to check on their own flight plan. Okay. A plane carried passengers from Germany to Italy before turning around mid-air because its intended airport is closed <laughs> until next month. <laughs> You'd think they would have checked that, wouldn't you? Oh. A spokesperson for German airline Eurowings, who aren't okay. partners of the show, so we can we can just give them a bit of a whack. Okay. Confirmed the uh, last Saturday mix-up, which played out over four hours. It wasn't until the plane began its oh. approach that air traffic control informed pilots that the airport was closed to commercial traffic. <laughs> Pilots were given the option to land 120 miles away, but instead returned to Dusseldorf. Isn't that something that you'd normally just do first? Like you'd. Well, that's what I was saying. You know, you check all that stuff before you take off, surely. Oh. But they didn't do that. Okay. 
oh, the, the pilots at Euro Wings. Seasoned pilots and just thought they knew it all. I think they were excited they could actually get back in the air. Yeah. A Eurowing spokesperson acknowledged a misunderstanding. In they, rabbit's ear. In rabbit's like, ears, Yeah, okay. Noting the situation <laughs> at some European airports is very dynamic okay. and also in rabbit ears. Right. With information on op- operating hours and closures often changed at short notice in what? <laughs> in rabbit ears. We've got triple rabbit ears on that, on that paragraph. <laughs> it's important stuff. Fortunately, there were only two passengers on board. Oh. After experiencing this little sightseeing tour of Western Europe, they were rebooked on another flight. Oh, good. You know what? (laughs) There's two people still. Whether there's two people or there's 502 people, they still would have been a little disappointed they didn't get to their destination over to Italy. They had to go back to Dusseldorf. I would have been just happy to go up in the air in an aeroplane just for something different. It seems like that long ago that that happened. I just don't know when the next time we'll be able to. I don't want to be on that flight, though. Uh, No, we won't be flying Eurowings at any time soon. Mr. Pilot Doofus. No thanks. I don't want to fly with him. <laughs> Not at all. Hey, we've had fun as always. Always fun. Oh. Episode four. We've quadrupled our output. Smashed it. I know what happens next week. Why? What's five? Five. We've tripled. We've quadrupled. We've times five, five. We'll yeah. just give it a miss next week. Don't ask me the questions. I have no idea. <laughs> Thanks again, as always, to our partners, Byron Bay, Peanut Butter. We will be back with episode five, whatever that means, next week. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of The Source with Cindy and Daz. Thanks to Byron Bay, Peanut Butter. For more episodes, head to extrabutter.com.au.